I'm Lindsay. I'm Austin. And I'm Joe from PopX Cast. A podcast member of the Gunna Geek Network. Just like the show you're listening to now. The opinions expressed are those of each individual host. Check out all the other podcasts at GunnaGeekNetwork.com. And get ready because geekiness begins in... Three. Two. One. Stand by for a brand new episode of All Things Good and Nerdy. Hey guys, welcome to episode uh, 301 of the All Things Good and Nerdy podcast. This is recorded live on Sunday, March 4th, 2018. We have the full crew here, even though Willie is in full Sith attire today. Yes. Kill the kids. Can you say execute order 66 for me, please? Execute order 66. I'll allow it. No, 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 it should be do it. Do it. Do it. (laughs) Do it. He's actually coming, no. Ian McDermott, to a local con in is it this month or next month. I can't remember. He's coming up to Steel City Con for three days, so I might actually go up there because he's uh, awesome. If you do, I might send you something to get, say, signed Uncle Palpy. Uncle Palpy. <laughs> I like, we need a show bump. Yeah, that's Let's true, too. Do it. Well, honestly, <laughs> I would pay money to hear that man read the phone book, in all honesty. He just has one of those voices. You do know why I'm dressed like this, though, don't you? Because you're Emperor Willy, Ta- Willy Teen? A what? He There's... doesn't understand that reference. Yeah, I also He doesn't like Star up. Wars. I screwed up the reference. I'm sorry. So nobody got it. No, no, no. <laughs> I'm within like a thousand yards of a school. <laughs> well, then. Christ. Well, on that note. Hey, Chris. Uh, Help. <laughs> so that was a great show. Thanks for joining us this week, guys. And we'll see you next week for another brand new episode of the All Willie got us Nerdy all show. to quit. He got us all to quit at once. Well, one second. I got more explaining because they're all going to attack me, all the six year olds. So I got to punt them in the face. That's the, where the joke was going. Uh huh. Yeah, you got to talk faster, then, buddy. Yeah. Talk it faster. And therefore, wasn't a joke. <laughs> Okay, Sailor Poland's got it got it right. He says Jared Fogel's favorite show. I don't want that tagline. <laughs> <laughs> but you don't get to choose it, Chris. God damn yeah, it. you don't get to pick your own nickname, Chris. That's not how it works. It's not a nickname. My nickname isn't Jared Fogel's favorite show. <laughs> well, now it is. That's so fucking Chris, dumb. Chris, Jared Fogel's favorite show, Pharrell. I'm pretty sure Chris is a nickname, as his full name, I'm sure, is Christopher. Hey, I'm thinking we can get like that. put that on a T-shirt. I think, I think he was born a Chris. No, I was not. I... Shut up, Chris. Take it. <laughs> the whole reason I go by Chris is because in third grade, I was like, man, it's a pain in the ass to write out Christopher on everything. I'm just going to go by Chris because I was lazy. That's why I became See, a Chris. We were, we were cruel. My brother, who think he's got dyslexia in any case he's also got like a slew of um disorders and we still made him say christopher we were terrible <laughs> well at school i was chris at home my mother always called me christopher to this day i think the only person that calls me christopher is my parents everyone else just calls me chris um i know i'm in trouble when my full name comes out yes so. yeah me jessica that's one of the reasons i got rid of my full name legally Legally, mm-hmm. I got rid of my middle name. My mom can't legally call me that anymore. It's not my middle name. 
Well, that's good. Wow. We are, we are getting the spam box. We are morning. getting the spam. I will take care of that. Let's keep going with the show. Though, I hate spam. I it's so it. disgusting. Death the to the bots. Ever. And Willie's going to talk bad about spam. Of course. Hey, you know what spam is? Delicious. Uh, no. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Hey, is my camera better this week? No. Uh, a little bit. <laughs> Sorry, everyone watching live. Uh, we were getting trolled over on Mixer. They are now banned. So I will keep <laughs> an eye there to be ready to ban when other people come in and start dropping in random slurs and stuff like that. Does that mean we're? Does that mean we qualify to a certain tier of internet famous now, where people feel they have to come on and drop in a bunch of slurs and be morons? I could feel be. like that that could be a Hopefully. good thing. That means maybe more than, I don't know, the dozen of us that watch the show. Yeah. Hey, of I us. like our dozens. I We've got a great, we've got a great, you know, set of audience. Set of audience? That's not the right term. I'm good <laughs> at words. Are we going anywhere with this? Nope. Can Nickelback? Can Nickelback? Uh, all right, then. Chris, hit that button. Which button? News of the week. Live from the ATGN studios on uh, the internet, it's the news of the week. I think that's the button Willie was referring to. The news. Uh, I mean, I wouldn't mind either one. Well, it's, it's too late. I pushed the news button, so we got to do well, news. I mean, I, I said I wouldn't have minded either one. I mean, it's news time now. News. News team assemble. Oh. Oh man, do you remember some of our old bumps? We had some great old bumps. Well, they were terrible. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but none of them are as bad as this. This is story time oh. with Lucky. Why would you why, do that? <laughs> why do you hate us? I just want to remind people that we've improved, even though that bump is like less than a year old. I was going to say, that's one of our newer ones. <laughs> well, to be honest, I made it terrible on purpose because... Hey, whoa. What? <laughs> yeah. Willie's the best singer. It was supposed to be like a one-off, and then I use it as a random gag every I'm once in a while. I'm the best rapper, too. That's why Here's he's got something. the hoodie on. He's trying to be Eminem from 8 Mile. Uh, there, yeah. Mom's spaghetti? Uh, I, think he's a, I think he's a little more Cheddar Bob than a rabbit. Teehee. My rap name's going to be Chunky Apple Butter. All right, Chunky Apple Butter. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, so, Chunky Apple Butter, you're up with your news. Well, did anyone else see this? Oh, God, this hurts so much. This reboot, reboot trailer. Wait, for as in like the cartoon reboot is getting the rebooted? Cart, the CGI cartoon reboot. No, I didn't I mean, see it. Should I, I be happy that, that I did? N- no, it looks so bad. It's like nothing what the original show is. I didn't even, there's no Bob. What? Gonna, no Bob. How is there no Bob? No it's... Enzo. Because they're probably only using the name. It looks like they're going to fan four stick this. Well, I mean, it's going to be kids are going to recognize it as the only reboot. Well, yeah, here's the problem is like it's about kids who go into a computer system. Um, also, it's Tron. high schoolers. Yeah, it's, pretty much. Yeah, it's Tron, but Tron. But reboot. <laughs> yeah. It's yes, Tron. They're just taking the name. They don't give a shit about the original story. No, I'm sad. I'm, the reboot I, reboot. I feel like that those of us in this age, like, what is what is our age range? We're kind of all over the place. Millennials, Mil- except you're millennials. millennials. I mean, all of us. Mm-hmm. I'm a 40 year old Gen Xer. You can kiss my ass. I was too old for reboot. But in any that, case, reboot. But was you a- could still watched it. 
reboot was a was a great. No, by the time show. it came out, I already was done like watching those type of shows and didn't think the graphics were that cool. <laughs> well, I mean, the graphics weren't great, but the the like this the story of it was actually really cool, and I think that's what drew me in more than the weird graphics. Because when it, it got weird dark, times. it's when I liked it. Yeah. Oh my god! When Enzo was out on his own with that other person, the, the oh spirit. man, it was so was like, crazy. And they aged in like an instant. Yeah, that was weird. And he had a gold eye. It was like what was his name Maddox or something like that. I don't remember to be honest. It's so sad. It's it been so, year- good. so here's the better question: Is can I watch the old series anywhere instead of the new trash? I've not been able to find it. It's called the internet. Of course you can. Can I legally <laughs> watch the old series anywhere? It might be on YouTube where somebody has uploaded it. Maybe. If it's if it's not available legally, then I'm going to say I'm okay with it being illegally. Well, the law is not, but I'm glad that you're okay with that. <laughs> not I with like the- new movies, though. Bachman. I don't know what you're talking about. There's a there is that definite problem though where, that people have where you can't, if you can't find something legally, what are you supposed to do? Like Constantine. I mean, it's just like the old days. You just couldn't get it anymore. Or you would go to the conventions and you could actually buy the bootleg VHSs and DVDs, which I'm really kind of surprised you still see a lot of those folks at some of these conventions. I am too. Yeah, bootleg ain't nothing but an old school torrent. It's true. Yeah, but it's a lot easier to get caught torrenting than it is buying bootleg VHSs at a Comic-Con. <laughs> I don't know. The VHS tapes get heavy and you buy them 10 or 12 at a time. Well, I mean, I it's, had the... it's easier now that it's bootleg <laughs> Blu-rays. I had like the the DVDs for the second Boondock Saint movie, which was terrible. Don't watch it. Uh, or the first one. I like the first oh. one. Shut your face. The hell with you both. They're both amazing. The second one is so racist and terrible. That's part of why <laughs> it's amazing. It. <laughs> and then there's the uh, I had all I got the pirate porns that way. Oh yeah. Oh, I, is that I, why I only had to pay five? That's why I had to buy. I paid five dollars for them. I paid, I paid sixty $5. for that first one. Oh, wait, you paid for porn. <laughs> hey man, those those pirate porns were legit. The pirate porns were legit. Let's be honest. <laughs> I can't believe how much money they sunk into porn for that. Yeah, me <laughs> it was so much money. Holy crap, guys! It looks like reboot is on Amazon and on Hulu. Ooh, oh, there is you on go. Hulu. I yeah. think so. It says reboot. It's currently on. Oh no, I'm sorry. Currently unavailable to stream on demand, but may be available on live with TV. They tricked me, but you can buy episodes on Amazon, evidently. Oh, shit. (laughs) I have to mention, I was catching up on my Hulu shows last night, and when it finished the episode of uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. that I was catching up on, it restarted me watching um, Where I'm At in Prison Break, because I started a rewatch of that, because I loved that show. And season four of Prison Break is very different now, because now it's Black Lightning chasing Captain Cold and Heat Wave and their crew trying to kill him. And it seems so much funner now. <laughs> uh, I totally I forgot ask that Chris that... Williams was the assassin in season four. Funner? Uh, I was going to ask, is that new season of Prison Break already out? Season remember. five's already done. Is it? Okay. Yeah. That's what... it, I was waiting cool for it too. to be done. Yeah. Um... It's, it's crazy because, yeah, the end of season four, Michael Schofield dies. And so the fact that they came back with the fifth season... I was like, it was. It's bad enough. Like, it's the show called Prison Break. They broke out of a prison in the first season, and everybody's like, "How the fuck is this show going to keep going?" Don't Fox, Fox, who canceled the you know Firefly after one season, kept Prison Break going for five seasons and a movie. Like, it's amazing. You cannot Wait. stop Michael Schofield. He's awesome. Don't Does forget a Prison the, Break movie. 
Yes, there was a TV movie they did after oh, season four TV where they after killed after Michael. Season four. Yeah, that takes place TV in between season four and five. Yeah. That don't count. Okay, so real quick to wrap up the reboot thing, you can buy entire seasons for 13 bucks a pop on Amazon, or if you subscribe to Shout Factory TV on Amazon, you get seven days free and it's $3 a month, so you could burn three bucks and watch all of Reboot probably. All right, quick question. <laughs> How many seasons are there? Is it three? Four, according to this. Four. You don't say. I do not say, sir. So four seasons of Reboot, you can get it on Amazon Streaming. And honestly, if I was going to do it, I would burn the two ninety nine a month and take a month of the Shout TV because probably all I would watch is Reboot and then cancel the subscription through Amazon. I mean, that happens. But there's also, so on Hulu, I discovered that all of the old Spielberg shows are on there. So I'm talking like Tiny Toon Adventures, um, uh, Animaniacs, Pinky and the Brain, and... Amazing Stories? I don't remember. <sighs> I know those I know those ones for sure were on there. Ooh. I have to look. But in any case, if you need some of the old Spielberg stuff, there they are. Spielberg TV shows. Does anyone really need it? Yes, obviously. <laughs> I don't uh, get the obviousness, but okay. Go ahead. Is Freakazoid I, on there? I did not see Freakazoid. Freak of me? Freak, Freak of you? you. Uh, Freakazoid was one that I was really hoping to see, and I did not see. But I have been watching Tiny Toon Adventures. Because what is Road Rovers? I don't know Road Rovers. I don't know that one. You do know what one that needs to come back, though? Biker Mice from Mars. <laughs> I thought that, that drug great great show would be a dream. Aren't they bringing back the Animaniacs? I thought I heard a rumor of it, but I haven't heard mm. anything like solid about that. And you did not dream yeah. about that show because it had a very excellent Super Nintendo game. Yeah, yeah in the world where everything's getting rebooted, they're trying to push forward another Crow reboot, which pisses uh, me off. Yeah, yeah, we already heard it. It's the one character that's designed to never have to be rebooted because in the story it says anybody who dies can come back as the crow. So they literally made it to where you can remake as many as you want and you never have to reboot the original. And they're still fucking trying to do it. Wait, can I come back as the crow? Yes, if you die a violent death and are mad enough, a crow will bring you back. I'm always bad. That's so why he's they, just like that. Quick I'm just drawn that way. Quick update from the mixer front. I reported said user. They've already gotten back to me that they're addressing the issue for a hooray. So, you know, mixer is nice. pretty cool in regards to quick response, it would seem, because in five minutes it was handled. So, nice. yeah, that's not that's real quick. This is not news of the week. It's just cool shit to Chris kind of thing. I don't know. I think it's news of the week. Shut up. No, and it's good to know because, yeah, some sites are really damn slow when it comes to responding to that stuff. Yeah. YouTube. Let's just go with that. <clears throat> <laughs> that's that's me reiter the uh helping out with Willie there, not me coughing. <laughs> See, I get help. <laughs> you do get help. So let's move on to the next story. Uh I'm sure everyone's already heard about this, but you might have caught the fact that Disney's moving up the release date of their next indie production. A little indie flick what? called Sky High Two. Yeah, I wish it was Sky High Two actually, but oh, a little flick so called good, yeah. Avengers Infinity War has moved up from April tr- from May fourth rather to April twenty seventh, and now it is the uh, rush to see everyone counter what's happening there. What's already happened? Amy Schumer's movie I Feel Pretty has moved away to April twentieth to get away from that April twenty seventh release. Uh, Dwayne Johnson's Rampage mm-hmm. from Warner Brothers is supposedly going to be moved because it opens around that same time frame. And oh yeah, everyone else is panicking. 
except for <laughs> except for Deadpool 2 cuz Deadpool 2 if you guys aren't familiar kind of kicked all this off cuz originally it was supposed to come out June 3rd and then I want to say what was it, around December or something like that. They moved it up to May 18th, which is 2 weeks after Infinity War, which is pretty ballsy and about the same time as Solo a Star Wars movie. So there's a lot of games of chicken being played here between all these production companies and it gets really interesting if the Disney acquisition of Fox happens prior to this because these are all Disney movies then. Yeah, because it's all Marvel and Disney properties fighting for space. Wait, is this still like a thing that's going on that's not finalized yet? No, Comcast put in a bid, supposedly. Jesus Christ, can we just... I don't care who gets it, just fucking do something. I'd get tired of hearing about it. So, yeah, dude, uh, when multi-billion dollar corporations buy chunks of other multi-billion dollar corporations, it doesn't happen over a weekend. It fucking takes a while. It does. It's been, it's been, <laughs> this is the second year it's been in a, trying to be in effect here. Yeah, but there's got to be it's... decisions made as to whether they can legally acquire them or whether it turns into a monopoly and things like that. So company acquisitions, even when they're announced, can take upwards of one to two years oftentimes. Yep. Especially at this scale. Shut your face, oh, Willie. Say what? So shut your face hole. Hey, hey, I will come up there and I will pick you up and I will throw you. Mm, no. And you know that's a possibility. Mm, no. So the real question is, why did uh, Disney move Infinity War up? And there's a few competing thoughts and ideas. One is Because the fact RDJ that... asked. Yeah, exactly. If you went on Twitter, oh, Robert Downey Jr. just asked <laughs> if they could do it and they basically did it if you saw the Twitter thread. Uh, Which is, I'm sorry, it's the, whatever reason they did move it, that's the best reason to make it look like you moved a movie ever. Yes, uh, <laughs> it really is. Uh, one of the theories is uh, Black Panther's doing so well, they wanted to push it up just a little bit to try and catch the tail end of that. Because there's a lot of people going, you know, as well as Black Panther's playing, we could have that showing through most of March, maybe the first couple weeks of April. So then we could have a Marvel movie and have like only a two week break instead of what they're probably anticipating originally being like a month to a month and a half on Black Panther. So... That's part of the theory. But they only moved it up like, what, a week? That's it? That's true. Two weeks, I think. The other thought is that it might be... The thought is it might be to protect Solo a little bit so that uh, you're not scavenging ticket sales from Solo away. Excuse me, rather, Infinity War is not pulling ticket sales away from Solo because, let's be honest, we all expect Infinity War to be a spectacle. A lot of people probably see it more than one time. A lot of people have their doubts about Solo, so maybe that's part of what they're doing. He's trying to protect that a little bit. I don't honestly know. One of them. I, was, I also heard that one of the reasons was they were looking at a lot of international release dates the previous Thursday and protecting spoilers in America and people you know, downloading it or getting torrents instead of paying to go see it. Right, so the Russo brothers had hinted at the fact that part of this was to be because, hey, remember what happens now. Marvel movies come out a week early in the rest of the world, it seems like. Uh, the UK generally gets a week before us. So now it's a worldwide premiere on April 27th. Yep. Which is kind of nice because it doesn't have to be like Black Panther when I literally blocked the hashtag Black Panther on Twitter and rarely went on Facebook because I didn't want to be spoiled. Yeah. Oh, wait, are we actually able to talk about it this week? Yes, I've seen Black Panther. Oh, wait, it's too late now anyway. Fine. Fine. <laughs> Middle fingers to all of you. I it's can't see it. I didn't so do anything. Real. Why are you flipping me the okay. bird? Okay, it's not, not too Chris. Late. Not Chris. Not too late to talk Black Panther. That movie was fucking awesome. Naki's being mean to me, guys. God I damn it, Naki. Don't, don't be You're not crying Chris. yet. I don't want to hear it. You can You're take a it. Dick, You're Naki. I'm crying on the inside, guys. Well, that's fine. Be a clown. Would you say you're not crying? It's just really rainy outside. I'm inside. I'm cutting onion. God damn it, Chris! Just go fucking with it. God damn it, you piece of no, shit! No, don't do it. 
Don't go with him. Well, it's too fucking late now. Instead of yes and, it's no fuck you. That's that's our improv at ATGN. It's no fuck you. That's not improv. <laughs> fuck you is a term of endearment on this. Whoever taught you improv should be fired and killed. Good. That's because nobody ever taught me that, improv. That's pretty harsh. Would oh oh so you said you you taught yourself? Mm-hmm. Sorry. <laughs> mm-hmm. I see how you are, rude Willie. Puts on a hood and just acts like an asshole. It's That's Darth it Willie, guys. This is Evil <laughs> Willie today. You should have known better. I dislike Evil Willie. No, don't say that because you know what he'll bring back. Uh huh. I mean, there's you either have the dark or the light side. Which side you want? Dark side. Neither. I think we. I think we all prefer the the butterscotch ha, side. Ha, 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 ha. <laughs> can't can't we just fire Willie? Uh, do you oh. guys? Do you really you want this? Do it. Do you want this uh-uh. back? I Don't am do very it. Sorry, please forgive me, Naki. Oh God, why? Nobody Everything wants that sucks. back. That's the Reverend. Do it. He's Edge Lord Willie, according to Low Life Otaku. Edge Lord Willie. <laughs> I'm always riding that edge. So, Naki, what do you got for us for your news this week? Uh, Chrono Trigger is finally legal to download on your what? computer. It is on sale on Steam. Uh, but apparently. Well, it's 20 years old, so yes, that is legal too. Um, <laughs> but it's fine. You can finally download it on Steam. Uh, it's there for $13, but apparently it's actually a port of the mobile version, so it kind of sucks. Um, it's, which, why does it suck? Because it's a port of the mobile version of the game, not a port of the NES version of the game. Whoa, there was an NES version of it? Or SNES. I don't yeah, know. SNES. SNES version. Um, Alright, so so twenty years old twenty years old is legal, but it's still creepy. Fucking weird, Naki. <laughs> Shut up. Anyways, so <laughs> it's now available to download on on Steam, but it was the port of the mobile version instead of the SNES version. And it's for fifteen dollars. Uh, the problem being that oh, since it was not the port of the SNES version, it was the port of the mobile version. The controls can be a little funky, and it's slightly skewed because of that. Um, well, it could have been worse. It could have been a port of the PS One version, which is horrible. There's a loading I- screen for the menu. To get into the menu, you have to wait for loading. Yikes! Wasn't the the Oh, the mobile version, a port of the PS1 version? I can't remember. I don't know. It's your news. I think it's like a port of a port of a port at this point. We're, what we're saying is that it's not off the original. It's just a port of a port of a port. So we're <laughs> standing right down that porthole. Yeah. Ugh. It's a 20-year-old game. Why are people paying money for it anyways? Well, because it's a really good game, but... and people well, Apparently want the- not if it's the port of a port of a port. Well, right. That's the problem. <laughs> is that it, People want to play it and be oh. able to play it. Isn't it but, on the uh, SNES Classic? I don't know. Is oh, it? but even if it is, uh, yeah, you, good luck getting one, so never mind. Yeah. So that's that's the problem is that like people are really excited that Chrono Trigger is finally legal to download on their computer, but good luck playing it and having a good, not wonky time with it. I think I heard the best one is the DS version. I think I've heard. I'm I'm bugging Low Life Otaku by saying SNES. Honestly, it <laughs> annoys me at times too. SNES. Let's Sneeze. talk about the SNES. I like to SNES. play Chrono Trigger on the SNES. In any case, SNES did not uh, did 
did not port that. It was it's just a port of a port of a port. Apparently, uh, the DS version is way better. Oh, look, that's now in the chat room. Uh, oh, thank, thank you. you. <laughs> good, good, good timing. Uh, the DS version is way better, from what I understand. I just said that like five minutes ago. I am sneezing a lot. How do you? But Naki doesn't listen to you, Willie. It's true. I pretty much just tune you. Accurate, out. actually. But if I look at my news of the week under here, it says I love Naki. Well, that's because it originally said I hate boobs, and then you changed it to <laughs> I hate Bachman, and so I changed it to Wait. I hate Bachman's boobs. <laughs> Who said they hate boobs? Because that's unacceptable. Bachman. Yeah, I did not. <laughs> that has never ever been said by me. Bachman yeah. always got to hate on some titties. Yeah, I'm distressed. No, that's I never happened. Some... You know what, Chris? Bring on the titties in the show. More titties. How am I supposed to bring in titties and keep us on the air? Take off your shirt and shake those tassels, motherfucker. I don't have tassels on today. <laughs> today? Yeah, oh, like I said today. Saying, that's what I do on Saturdays, guys. Come on. Oh, right. You're saying I should do it? It is Sunday. It's Sunday. This is the day of rest. Those rest, tassels on Sundays. I rest by coming on this show. Oh, Here God. Go. Willie, why? <laughs> Willie, no. No. Nobody asked for <laughs> what this. Is he doing? Oh, Nobody asked yeah. for this. I'm trying not to look. Oh, so I, I don't want to know. It's coming down to the tank top. Ugh. Uh, can we just... Every time I hear Willie talk, I'm just going to hear the carousel music now. The what? Carousel music. Like, how's it go? Is, is it for you? Oh, the clown song? Yeah, that's the circus music. And they play it on carousels, too. No, they don't. Yes, they do. On carousels, have you been on? A few. Eleven of evil clowns. She's been on eleven of them. Mm-hmm. I don't exactly know. eleven. <laughs> Wait, where for real? the hell are we going with this? <laughs> I, I don't, don't know. know. I don't know. Who's up next? Bachman. I, nobody, nobody feels well. Everybody's doing it wrong. <laughs> Everyone fill will if they want. No, nobody wants to fill will. I'm good. I'm gonna drink my coffee <laughs> and ignore you. Open my mouth a little bit. Listen to your heart. No. Doesn't Bachman have news of the week or something? I'm really hoping he does to save Bachman. I already think so. Five minutes ago. Bachman, go. So I got some really good news this week. Um, Knowing that uh, Dan Slott is leaving Spider-Man after about a 10-year run, I've been really interested to find out who's going to be the new creator team when they start the new, I think they're calling it Marvel Refresh. So the Refresh, Renew, Reboot relaunch renew marvel now 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 is starting again with a bunch of new number ones after they just went back to legacy numbering because giant corporations are fucking stupid but we are getting a new creative team on amazing spider-man with a brand new amazing spider-man number one and i was really excited to see because after a 144 issue run on my favorite superhero comic of which he drew 127 of those issues Ryan Otley has basically done the minor league to the big league thing. It has been called up to the big show. So after drawing 15 years of Invincible, Ryan Otley has been bumped up and given basically the number one slot in comics. He is the new artist on Amazing Spider-Man. So I am super excited. And unlike Chris, I'm also excited because Nick Spencer is going to be writing it. So for those of you who don't know, Nick Spencer writes The Fix with Steve Lieber. Uh, with Steve Lieber, he also wrote The Superior Foes of Spider-Man, which was one of the best Spider-Man stories ever that didn't have Spider-Man in it. It was literally just about uh, Boomerang and a bunch of the B-listers. 
And then he also wrote a little thing called uh, Captain America, Captain America, Steve Rogers, Captain America, uh, Falcon, and the story that led in the led into Secret Empire with Nazi Hydra Cap, which oh, but a, a whole bunch of people still hate. It's so it's such a gimmick. We all knew it wasn't going to last. It annoyed of me. Of course, it's a gimmick. It's comics. It's all second act. Everything's a second act. Nothing lasts. That's the world we live in. They're not allowed to end stories. Of course, Wolverine's, of course, Wolverine's back. That's why Invincible's special, because it's at Image. It's not at Marvel or DC, and so it has a third act. Plus, yeah, I got Volume 10 showed up in the mail this week. Only two more to go. You're and jumping ahead to the wrong segment. That's what I'm that's what I'm into. I don't care. It's still awesome, and it's beautiful. Damn, those hardcovers are beautiful. But yeah, um, they've done a couple of interviews have come out. Uh, Otley, it's been weird, too, because honestly, since I got on social media, I've been following Otley on Twitter and Instagram. And for the last two weeks, there's been no new artwork on his social media, which has been kind of weird. Once Invincible 144 launched, he, you know, sent out a couple of images about, you know, pages that he finished when his pages were going up on uh, for sale on FelixComicArt.com. And then, you know, like he, he actually took a two-week break and took a vacation with his family. Like, dude finally got some downtime after all these years, which is awesome. But, yeah, up until the new announcements of the news this week, he hasn't posted any new artwork, which has been very, very strange. Because I'm used to seeing sketches and pages by Ryan Otley almost every day. Because the dude is a machine. Like, he works constantly. And so now that the announcements have been done, they've had a bunch of preview images come out. The uh, cover for Amazing Spider-Man number one is done the cover for what will be the free comic book day of Amazing Spider-Man is done. So the free comic book day, one of the one of the issues from Marvel will be a Amazing Spider-Man free comic book day by Nick Spencer and Ryan Otley. And I love it too because also I was reading another one of the new interviews with him, and they asked him, um, you know, what what's it going to be like being coming from a giant universe that you helped create, entering in a world that's already formed. And he said the only real difference is that, you know, I draw, I'm good at drawing people in tights and doing my best to make it look badass. So that part won't change. He just won't be creating as many characters, which I still think, you know, odds are we're going to get one or two Ryan Otley characters created for Amazing Spider-Man, which will be cool because then they will be the type of characters that last forever. But then uh, he also said, oh, see, what was the new challenges? Showing emotion through the mask. That's always difficult. I don't want to make the eyes move and squint. I always thought that was kind of silly. I like some amount of practicality in my fiction. Not overly practical, but enough. It's a piece of cloth over Peter's face. The eyes shouldn't fucking move. Yes! Vindication! Unless they're mechanical. Oh, if they're mechanical, that makes sense. But a cloth costume... There, There's two different Spider-Man artists. People that draw a cloth costume that acts like a fucking cartoon character, and other ones that draw it as a cloth costume. And the eyes don't move, and those artists have a difficult job expressing emotion. They retconned it, it. He had it from the very beginning. Mechanical eyes. He has never had mechanical eyes in the comics, except when he had the Iron Retcon. Spider. And actually, those didn't move because they were gold. Retcon. There's been no retcon for mechanical eyes in the comics. Oh, that's going to be my next week's <laughs> news of the week. <laughs> it might be, the way things change. Didn't so Spider-Man Noir have something like that, though? Where the goggles Ooh. narrowed or something like that? Retcon. I know he had, well, he had, like, welding goggles. I don't Maybe know that's if they, what it was. I don't know if they actually moved or not. I never read the actual main Spider-Man Noir book. I just read books that he showed up in. I so, just played the video uh, games. <laughs> yeah, and I played the video games. Yeah, and he was an awesome character to play in the video game. It was so strange playing in a black and white world. 
playing in like a 1920s film as as a leather clad goggled Spider-Man. That was a cool one. But yeah, I don't I don't know for a fact whether or not his his goggles had actual functioning lenses in that world. They might have. But yeah, that was Spider-Man War. That was different. The main universe Marvel 616 Peter Parker's cloth mask has never had mechanical eyes that move. It's just that some artists draw him with expressive eyes and others don't. So I'm I'm couldn't be more happy that Otley is on the book, and it makes me even happier that he doesn't want the eyes to move. Well, that's I, always bugged me. I liked the preview image that got shared. It looked gorgeous. That being said, I'm not reading a bunch of Marvel stuff. I'll probably ha- I was going to drop Spider Man after Dan Slott ended. I'm probably going to hang around now, and I think that and Iron Man are my only two Marvel books currently. Well, and uh, yeah, and Iron Man is where Dan Slott's going. So I'm. As Bendis is wrapping up with the big, what is it, 800 Iron Man? Something like that, yeah. Because, yeah, 800 is what Amazing Spider-Man's coming up to, where Slot's leaving after the Red Goblin uh, go-down swinging storyline. And then as Bendis wraps up Iron Man, Slot's moving over to Iron Man, which that's what I'm going to start reading Iron Man, because I'm not currently reading Iron Man. But uh, after, yeah, almost 15 years of reading Dan Slot comics, like I'm excited to see what he's going to do with Tony Stark. I'm telling you guys right now, my favorite book out there is Boom Studios' Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. It's been so much fun. It yeah, has but will been the really fight, good. But will the fight scenes in Boom Studios' Power Rangers look as good as what the fight scenes are going to start looking like in Amazing Spider-Man? I don't know, but does the Amazing Spider-Man have <laughs> Lord Draken in it? No, but it Ooh. has one of the greatest rogues galleries ever, and Ryan Otley can draw them all on one page. He's yeah, proven but, it. But it's I'm not, sorry, it's whoa, not whoa, 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 Chris, Chris, I got this, I got this. The greatest rogues gallery? Have you not seen the Putty Patrol, motherfucker? <laughs> uh, yeah, that's why I said what I said. Make my monster grow, MFR. <laughs> <laughs> we uh, talking Dixon? Uh, Lord Draken, that was the one you were telling me about, right? The the green, white, evil ranger? Yes, this is the uh, Tommy who, in an alternate universe, sided with Rita, helped her conquer the world, took over as the leader of the world, and when the Power Rangers united to stop him by creating a White Ranger, he stole the White Ranger's powers and integrated it with his own. Which is pretty fucking cool. Yes, so he carries, <laughs> he is the White Green Ranger. His, his costume has influences of both put together on it, and I'm behind on the book, but the promo video I watched seemed to indicate that, okay, I'm having a hard time with these guys here. I'm just going to go throughout all space and time and kill all the Power Rangers and destroy the Morphin Grid. So he's coming to this world and basically going to be hitting up all sorts of different eras of Power Rangers. Fuck you, Angel Grove. Yeah, it, it's, it's <laughs> pretty cool, guys. It's pretty cool. I mean, that's gonna be one of the worst cities to live in. Oh no, shit! Man. Monster attacks every week. Uh, what but they rebuild like... in a week, though. I mean, so you got that going for that's you. True. They must have a really great construction company. Yeah. What about Godzilla's uh, Japan? Yeah, but that's not weekly for Godzilla. Power yeah, Rangers is weekly, right. man. Then Pacific Rim. <laughs> that's a yeah, it's different cities all over the world, different attacks. That... You're not funny, Willie. I know that. Tell me something <laughs> I don't know. You're not funny? The derivative of X squared is 2X. I didn't ah. know that. <laughs> <laughs> I still don't know what that is either. It, it's stupid math they made me take in college. Uh, I do not do. miss math. I don't either. What are we doing? What, what are we doing? doing? What we were going to do is we were going to transition out of the news of the week, and we were going to talk about Black Panther for a couple minutes since you and uh, Bachman have been clamoring for it. It was okay at best. I'm going to lean back oh, and let Anthony take shut this. up, Willie. Okay, so Willie can eat a dick and shut the fuck up because his opinion no longer matters. I was uh, kidding, yeah. but it's not like the greatest <laughs> movie like people have been claiming. Uh, oh. So, uh, hmm. All right, Naki, as our, as our person of color, what's your thoughts? 
This is the I take that back. It's not the first movie because Thor handled it really well as well. But these two movies both handled the Sporo relic really well, which is something that I struggle with. And I know a lot of people struggle with who especially are of mixed race like I am. So did you say Dispora? Dispora. Yes. What? What's that word mean? Dispora means you don't belong in one culture and you don't belong in the other culture that you're essentially is what it breaks down to. Okay. So So, Killmonger. Yeah. So Killmonger. Loki. Right. So you don't belong in your one culture because you're not enough like that culture. But you don't belong in your other culture because you're not a lot. You don't you don't fit into that culture either. So that's a lot of people of mixed race or who grew up with um, who grew up in America but are of a different descent. Um, a lot. This happens a lot with these people. Um, I'm one of them. I handle. I have a lot of problems with this. I've talked about it before in the past. But like living in Indonesia, I wasn't accepted because I'm half white. But living in America, I'm not accepted because I'm half Asian. So I got that. Uh, and so this this movie handled it the best so far. Thor did handle it as well too. Um, they did a really good job on both of those fronts. The other thing is that the women were women, and nobody said it's because you're a woman. Uh, is this important? So like his sister, uh, his ex-girlfriend slash girlfriend, his, uh, his mother, his bodyguard, like, and he, the he general okay. they were all regarded highly and it was never because they were a woman. Um, yeah, it was never good at their job. Right. And, it, and in that sense, uh, black Panther was more feminist than wonder woman was. Ooh, so, nice. Um, yeah, I fucking loved Black Panther. And the more I sat and thought about it, the more I appreciated this movie. So that is my take on it. Fuck you, Willie, for saying this movie's only okay. <laughs> I, said, <laughs> I said it was good, but it's not like the greatest thing ever is what I said. I, I retconned it. <laughs> you and your retcons. Well, it is definitely it is the greatest thing ever for a lot of people, which is why um, it just cracked 500 million domestic in its third week. It has literally made more than every Marvel film except. Oh, wait, I was going to say both of the Avengers, but um, with the 500 million domestic, it passed Age of Ultron. It has made more money in the U.S. than every Marvel comic based film except the original Avengers movie. Like, that's insane. That's great. I'm happy about that. More Black Panther. Bring it up. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely more Black Panther. Yeah. I'm happy but for yeah. it. What worries me is that's a lot of pressure for a sequel. <clears throat> Whoever gets it, be it Ryan Coogler coming back or some other director, that's a ton of pressure. How do you go in there and be like, well, this movie made a ton of money when no one expected it to, and now there's a bunch of expectations on it. It's the same to a lesser extent. Let me rephrase. It's the same kind of thing that Deadpool is going to have is that there were minimal expectations and it blew things out of the water. Well, in all fairness, there were tons of expectations going into Black Panther to begin with. And honestly, if they give it back to Ryan Coogler, which I really hope they do, this is the guy that did Creed. This is the guy that took on being the first person to do a Rocky story, not written and directed by Rocky himself, Sylvester Stallone, and made an amazing movie. So I I, I cried at that movie, too. Yeah, I mean, (laughs) I I think if it goes back to Coogler, which I hope it does, the sad thing is we won't have certain actors in it. But, I mean, Coogler seems to be able to stand up to that pressure no problem and deliver a fantastic product. Because, I mean, this is also, this is really, I mean, Creed was a huge movie, but it wasn't so much a huge budget or, you know, a bunch of CGI. You know, it's people in a boxing ring and people talking. All practical effects, you know, all pretty much just, you know, human interaction story. Going from that to Black Panther, a movie where they actually, I listened to one of the guys talking on, I think it was The Nerdist, 
but they were saying that there were changes made to the suits, both Killmonger and Black Panther, after filming, so that every time you're seeing them in the suit, it's fully CGI. Nothing they were actually wearing is on film. Like, <laughs> that's insane. It's similar so, to what they did with the Spider-Man suit in Civil War. Yeah, but th- that wasn't the intention in Black Panther. They actually had, you know, partial suits, and then they made changes after filming. So they had to go back and CGI everything. And you can't tell. Like, of course, it looks like, you know, there's a seat. It's a transformation of a suit coming out of a necklace. Like, it doesn't look real, real. But, it, yeah, none of it sticks out like a sore thumb. They did an amazing job making that movie look beautiful. The color palette was amazing. The uh, the scenes that T'Challa sees when he is uh, taking the, uh, the the heart-shaped herb or whatever to regain the powers of the Black Panther. The, yeah, when that, he goes to the verdant green and sees the Black Panther ancestors. Yeah, it's, it's gorgeous. All I was sitting there was going is this this is one of the prettiest things that they have shot through the entire through the entire Marvel Cinematic Universe. It looked gorgeous. But yeah, and I've seen some really good tweets on it, and I've, I've heard some really good interviews. The Mark Bernardin one is great, too. He's pointed out really what the one problem with Black Panther is is that more people are excited by and pay attention to the story of every other character in the movie except Black Panther. Right. He's really the only one who doesn't have like a driving story because it's really just him dealing with becoming the king after becoming the Black Panther. And then just it's him dealing with situations as they evolve. But he doesn't really have a driving story, but everybody around him does, which does seem kind of weird in comparison to the superhero movies we're used to. But I think it played out great because we weren't really worried about Chadwick Boseman. We knew at the start of the movie, he's Black Panther. At the end of the movie, he's going to be Black Panther. It's just going to be see, you know, what he goes through in, in between. But I mean, we got a villain, you know, on the level of Magneto where like instantly, as soon as people were coming out of the theater, I was seeing tweets and t-shirts that said Killmonger was right. Just like Magneto was right. Like there's nothing in Killmonger's logic. That's flawed. Like he was literally screwed over and fights to get back. What was taken from him. That's a fantastic villain. You want villains that don't think they're the bad guy. That's what gives you a great villain. They're my favorites is the villains who don't think they're bad guys. But exactly the the Dispora that I was talking about, that was Killmonger. Yeah. And yeah. And the way they handled it with his character was just great. The idea that like he went special forces and just became like one of the world's greatest murderers, all in preparation to going back to a country that nobody else even knows exists to take over. Like that's that's, you know. You know, talk about the long, hard road back into, you know, into hell. Like, that's a a, a hell of a, a journey for one character to take. And they did it all inside of one film without really showing it, just saying it. I mean, that was also, it was a country that didn't know he existed either. Yeah. Yeah. So. He, he's just an outcast from a country that didn't know about him. And the world doesn't know about the country. Like, because you have to imagine, like, everything he's doing in the special forces and everything he's doing to make himself, you know, a killer like, he can't even tell anybody what his goals are. Like, nobody in his life can know what he's actually planning on doing. Like, that's a hellaciously isolated life that character had to live. And then, yeah, we also get Claw, which Andy Circus choose scenery better than almost anybody I've ever seen. Like, he's an Al Pacino, Nick Cage-level actor when he wants to choose scenery, and it's great. Yeah. I, I, I want to see him in less motion capture suits. I want to see Andy Circus as Andy Circus chewing scenery. That casino scene was awesome. He was fucking hilarious. Although I'm curious because Claw is such a prominent character in the Black Panther series, like to get rid of him so soon. Well, we uh, are coming Claw. up. To, we are coming up to stuff where Infinity Gems will come into play. So who knows if any yes. death sticks? That's true. Plus, and huge spoilers in the comics, Claw died 
ages ago, but was resurrected as pure sound. So there is still a comic way that they could bring him back. Because, yeah, Claw in the comics hasn't been a human for like 50 years. Mm -hmm. He was he died and then something because of uh, the sound waves and the vibranium in his arm cannon. He was able to come back as basically a being of pure sound. That makes sense. Yeah, so there, there's still ways that they could bring him back. But yeah, some of the joke stuff I thought was funny that literally uh, there's two white guys in the movie and they're only there to push the story forward. Like they're literally token characters. That is perfect and hilarious. And then somebody mentioned that it's weird that nobody has really talked about the fact that the the main battle between... Anthony, uh, they're also Tolkien characters too. They're also the to- the two Tolkien white guys. Yes. Which, yeah, the posters for that were awesome. But yeah, the, the fact that the main battle between Killmonger and Black Panther takes place on an underground railroad. Like, how fucking more symbolic <laughs> can you get? Yeah. I didn't even think of that until you yeah. just said it. <laughs> so I saw somebody put that up on Twitter. I'm like, oh my god, how is nobody talking about this yet? Like, it's literally two black men fighting on an underground railroad for the rights to hold a nation. Like, that is insane. But yeah, I was super stoked by it. Matt, Michael B. Jordan is still one of my favorite actors. I loved his Killmonger. Uh, Winston Duke is the the world's new hottest uh, man-ape. M'Baku was fucking fantastic. They took what was one of the worst racist characters in Marvel history and made him really cool and a threat, like an honest threat. Like, you were f- afraid of M'Baku when he showed up to challenge T'Challa. Like, that was a really cool way they changed that character. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all in all, it's... It's definitely it's in my top five. I'm not sure where it is in the top five yet of my Marvel films, but it is definitely in the top five. And yeah, most of that's for Michael B. Jordan. I fucking love that kid. <laughs> uh, it's up there in my top movies because it struck me on a personal level. And then because like I honestly like I never actually cried at it, but I was like choked up during it um, because of the Dispora stuff. And like I said, I've struggled with that my whole life. And I know a lot of people who who have to and that's that's just one of those things that um that that just hit home a little hard see i do about uh, that concept i'm just happy i learned a new word i didn't know there was actually a word for it oh yeah yeah it's a uh, really it's really interesting how that was tackled i just want a uh, shuri to meet peter and ned yeah because yeah. that would be fun that would yeah the interviews where they've talked to her and she's talking about how she would help peter make his web suitors better like it's so cute but yeah, yeah, the the instant people that were like, oh, they should change Shuri into the next Iron Man. She should be the one to take over. They're trying to match together Shuri and Riri. All that needs to stop. There can be multiple teenage girls that are geniuses, and they don't all need to be Iron Man. Well, I mean, she's like, going to be Black Panther at some point if they follow the comics, which is hopefully, cool. yeah, that's what we want to see. Yeah, and that uh, uh, Letitia Wright or White, I can't remember her last name, but yeah, she's hilarious. The fact that, yeah, she's just dogging her brother through half the movie and flipping him shit. Like, I I, uh, I think it was a Mark Barron was talking about, like, as a royal family, he didn't think that, like, that was the part of the story he thought was a little off, that those characters wouldn't behave that way, because well, I mean, they kind of behave like American teenagers to each other. The, but, the bigger thing is her dad just died. That was the bigger, the gap I had. I was like, your dad's been dead yeah. for, like, a week. I mean, this is, everyone heals at a different pace, I guess, but I was like, man, that's quick. I mean, yeah, they, they did they did address that a little bit where she was just kind of uh, walling herself up off to that feeling because she had so much other stuff she had to focus that's on. That's true. Yeah, it was a whole focus on work instead of stuff. I did see uh, some people mention the fact that it's a little cruel that um, Black Panther was there when uh, War Machine got his spine broke and nobody offered him a Wakanda nanite bead to uh, fix his back. 
which yeah. is kind of a and they were on the same team too. Think about it. Yeah, wasn't uh, he kind of buried at the time? True. I don't think he knew. Like I feel like he was yeah. far away. He, he was not like in the same vicinity. He was. I don't remember. He was focused on killing the Winter Soldier at that point in time. Yeah. that's all that but really it, mattered. And we've it is seen still funny. We've seen in Civil War and in uh, the Black Panther movie, if T'Challa's mind is set on one thing. He doesn't necessarily think too far outside of it until arguably at the end. Because while I think T'Challa had the, the smaller arc compared to some of the other characters in the movie, I mean, part of his thing is coming to grips with being a king, what that means, and then having lived to his father's legacy that isn't as pure as he thought it was. He finds out that it's tainted because his father yeah. killed his brother and, and caused yeah. Killmonger to occur. So maybe the thought that he'd had throughout that Wakanda needs to stay removed from everything seeing just what his father had done kind of opens his eyes and that's what makes him make that move at the end of the movie to open the outreach centers to basically go to the un and be like okay we're wakanda here's all the stuff we've got and then go oh shit we just put a target on ourselves for thanos to show up yeah which i love how they did that because it makes it's a perfect lead into infinity war because we know a lot of the fight is going to take place in wakanda and now we know why the whole world knows about them and knows that it's the tech center of Earth. Yep. It is the so it's the the city with the highest the 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 most advanced technology on the planet. So if you're going to take the planet, that's the city you need to take down. And we've so, seen yeah, we've seen it literally in the makes Wakanda a target. We've seen in the trailers that Rhodey is in Wakanda. Maybe he's getting his robot spine, and that's why War Machine's fighting with him there. Hopefully. See, see, there hey, it is. Stark, a Stark tried to build him erector set legs. Let Shuri freaking fix his spine, jeez. But let's be honest, though. Gen 1 Stark <laughs> tech is never the greatest. Wait, you got to wait until you get to the revisions. That's true. But I only give him that excuse when he's starting out in a cave. Well, and let's After be honest, that, the version 1 shouldn't be that bad. Shuri has a little bit of an advantage here over him in the fact that vibranium <laughs> is, is like the, the magic substance that does everything, where you've got Tony Stark doing like nanobots for the Iron Man suit that's very similar to the Black Panther one. So I'm very curious to see how those two characters interact if they get to an Infinity War. Because you've got two people that are both geniuses, yeah. and their genius comes from a little bit different paths. So it'll be intriguing as hell to see. Yeah, and they create in very different ways and from a different reason, too. Uh, Sailor Poland says in the chat room, we're also overlooking an interesting little fact after the ending. America with Stark Industries is no longer the tech and science center of the world anymore, which is really true and really interesting that they're going yeah. to shift things in that way. And we'll see if that, you know, causes issues in between our 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 uh, superhero friends, the super well, because friends. Stark now becomes Hammer. He drops down to the number two slot. Yep. And Wakanda Tech becomes number one. So, yeah, it'll be a question of how Tony deals with that. The question is how quick from for Tony to learn from Wakanda Tech. Yeah, I mean th this is the dude that in the comics made an Iron Man suit out of uh, what's the substance that Mjolnir's made out of? I mean, he built powerful. Oh, yeah, he built powerful Asgardian weapons for everyone in the MCU for what was it Fear itself and stuff like that. So Tony Stark yeah. is a super smart guy, and the one thing we've learned is he can learn from just about anything. So between the tech that we've gotten from what the Chitari and all these other invasions, potentially from Thanos and stuff. Uh, there's going to be some interesting evolution of tech in the Marvel U in the Marvel universe between what Wakanda introduces and what Stark patches together from what he's discovered and learned on. What yeah. And people are already saying there's a version of it. looks like there's a shot. One of the shots of Tony in the suit where his suits coming out of a necklace. So we might have an Iron Man suit that he helps that he co-builds with Shuri that works like the Panther suit. There was that quote from the first uh, Avengers movie of when did you learn thermonuclear physics last night? So 
I mean, yeah, I did my homework while the rest of you were sleeping. Tony's an incredibly <laughs> gifted mind, so I'm really intrigued if he even makes it to Wakanda. Remember, in all these previews, which they're being careful what they show us, yeah. Tony Stark has never showed up in Wakanda. Yeah, he's in Manhattan with Doctor Strange and Spider-Man. Well, who is it? It's War Machine, uh, Black Widow, White Wolf, the yes. Winter Soldier, and Cap are in Wakanda with Black Panther fighting the Chitari because you don't want to have humans that you shoot or rip the heads off of because that gives you a higher rating with the MPAA. But aliens, you can do whatever the fuck you want to them. Yeah, I mean, it makes sense because they've already established Chitari as minions of Thanos, too, <laughs> going back to the very beginning. So it'll be interesting to see. And also, be very careful. We talked about Infinity War here a little bit. Uh, the company Hot Toys that makes those incredible action figures, they have started posting all of the pictures of the stuff yep. coming out for Infinity War, including the new Iron Man armor, which has potential spoilers, but goddamn, it's gorgeous. They're going to be doing a Thanos. They're doing a Cap because they've posted previews of that. They're doing a Black Widow. and They're, they're also, doing the entire Black Order. Yes, and they're doing a life-size Infinity Gauntlet, which is going to cost a grand. Oh, a grand. Is that what those are? They're a grand each? The, the Hot Toys oh. ones are a grand. The Hasbro ones, evidently, are out in stores right now. I saw Peter Melnick, who hosts... Um, I'm having a complete brain the fart. Marvelous. I'm sorry. And audibly exquisite. Audibly exquisite. And marvelous. Yes. Marvelous and audibly exquisite podcast posted a picture. I think yesterday on Facebook and Twitter where he'd gotten his Hasbro Infinity Gauntlet, and I was like, "God damn, that thing's gorgeous." I think no, it was like better than the plastic Easter eggs. Well, yeah, I saw I saw one. I don't know if it was the Hasbro or the Hot Toys, but it's one where they had individual LED lights that lit up inside the gems. I think that's the Hot Toys one. Is that the Hot Toys one? If it's the picture I sent in group chat, that's the Hot Toys one, and it's a grand. So I will oh. own that. Honestly, if they were the original gem colors, I would buy it. I don't like the fact that they switched the gem colors, but I do love the fact that Marvel is addressing it in the comic that's coming out. Because hmm. the yeah. gems are not the colors they were originally in Infinity Gauntlet, Infinity War, and Infinity Crusade. All six gems are different colors now. Which oh, it bugged me in the movies when they started. I'm like, why is the Tesseract, if it's the space gem, why is it blue? It's the wrong color. Like, that threw me off. But apparently in Infinity Countdown, the new comic where they're bring the gems are showing back up in the Marvel Universe, which, of course, to tie in with the movie, they're going to have the gems in the movies, they're going to have the gems in the comics. But yeah, apparently part of the story in Infinity Countdown Prime, they mentioned the fact that uh, the gems are, when they reappear, they are different colors, and that uh, apparently there'll be some explanation as to why. That is cool. So any final thoughts? On Black Panther as we start wrapping things up. Um, it's great. You should see it. And if you have never dealt with the spore or anything like that, it's a really good way for you to see a reference to it. Anyone else? Going once? Twice? It's awesome. Go see it. All right. Let's wrap things up then. Look at the time. It is time for us to start wrapping up. So we'll do this quick. If you've watched the show before or listened before, you know we have a little bit called What I'm Into. It's our chance to share with you guys who are watching live just what kind of geeky and nerdy stuff we've been getting into so that maybe, just maybe, you'll want to check it out yourself. And I see Willie pointing at me. Does that mean you want to go first? I can't hear you. No, you forgot something. What did I forget? Oh, I did forget something. <laughs> oh. Let's rewind a second because Chris got ahead of himself. And this is where I'd like to remind you before we tell you what we're into that the All Things Good and Nerdy podcast is, in fact, part of a network of shows that you can find over at gunageek.com. 25 plus different shows make up the network that cover a variety of topics. There's shows like us that cover the wide gamut of geeky and nerdy news and things that are a bit more narrowly focused that might talk about specific television shows like Doctor Who or Arrow and things like that. So. Each week, though, we try to give you a taste of something else in the network and say, hey, 
maybe you guys should go check that out. And this is where I throw things to Willie because he's our expert on what everyone else should go check out. Like this week, I'm going to tell you to go check out the Intellectual Podcast. Oscar Burt won. Join the Intellectual Podcast of their annual Oscar prediction. It's always an educational and rowdy time as David sits with his filmmaking friends to passionately debate the year's hottest films. Before back to you, Chris, I have done nothing this week. You guys have a good show. I got to go. Bye. Back to you, Chris. Thank you, Willie. Bye, and Willie. We will see you next week. So we are going to wrap up with a bit what I'm into. I already introduced it because we got a little out of order there. I'm going to kick things off first and say what I've been getting into. I kicked ass in the Fantasy Comic League this last month. I think I might have had the highest score in yes, the league. You yes, you did. Now the trade-off is I lose I my think. entire team. I was oh. ahead by 11 points last week. I think it might. That's have not necessarily a bad thing, Chris. Just so you know. I already lost Peter Parker. Uh, the person with Peter Parker has never won in my division, so I don't know what you're complaining about. Well, now I'm really sad because I have to draft my <laughs> whole team over again. We're in the midst of redrafting right now. However, people's schedules haven't lined up, so I have not even gotten to draft my first new person for the month. So we're going to be rushing to get the draft done this afternoon, I wager. But, hey, my second month playing, and I think I got the highest score in the league. I will take it. Oh, uh, second highest. Oh, Superior okay. pulled a 110 in Latveria. That's okay. I'll take it. I'll take it. I'm good. Yeah, it's still a damn high score. 107 is huge. Yeah, I'll take it. Uh, other stuff I've been getting into. I went up to the National Aviary in Pittsburgh yesterday. I uh, got a crap load of pictures I took. If we're Facebook friends, you guys can go check out the photo album there. If we're not, hit me up on Twitter. I'm going to post in a publicly available link to that album. And then when I got home yesterday, after a quick stop at the Hofbrau House in Pittsburgh to get schnitzel and a beer, which was delicious... Mm. absolutely delicious i came home and i finished started and then finished rather completely redoing my home entertainment center upstairs installed my new surround sound system i have to wait because my dolby atmos speakers are back ordered so i have not been able to install them what i am going to say is my neighbors are going to hate me they're going to hate me a lot <laughs> yeah isn't that the defining quality of a good stereo is when it makes your neighbors angry. Man, I put uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 on last night just to do the intro Ooh. scene with a baby Groot dancing around. Yay! <laughs> and I had the volume up like a third the way, and then the subwoofer kicks in. I'm like, oh, shit, I need to tune that down a little bit. <laughs> but I'll be damned. It was amazing. Uh, eventually, I'll be putting two Atmos channels in the front, and then I will be done with this upgrade. And that is all of my upgrades for the Home Entertainment Center for the foreseeable future. But yeah, uh, I ran into a good deal and I'd been thinking about doing it. So I had to do it when I got my receiver and subwoofer for half off because they're open box items. So two items that would have been $600 one piece and 180 respectively I got for far cheaper than their list prices when it was all said and done. But uh, yeah, so if my neighbors nice. hate me or if you hear random loud sounds, uh, blame my surround sound. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what else did I get into? Uh, I'm starting to get caught up on Legends Tomorrow, which has been really good. I just caught the episode that had John Constantine in it because he's been sitting on my DVR. That's a great show. I love it more than Arrow right now because Arrow is the weakest of all of them. But if you listen to the Starring Tribune, you've heard me complain about that. <laughs> uh, what, you don't like Batman? It's not even Batman anymore. <laughs> Isn't I will it say, just a soap opera with superheroes? It's starting to turn it they, they all are. It's CW. I will save my opinions for this last episode of arrow for the starling tribune you guys can watch that at 
6 p.m. Eastern on Geeks.Live if you want to or catch the replay. Ugh, I don't like any of the characters as of this week. It, it's it's not good. Let's just leave it at that. And hopefully they turn I, it around. I think that's kind of why I like this week's episode because they're all awful people. But like they're, it's team awful people versus team awful people. Like they're even like they're all a bunch of dicks. <laughs> yeah, I th- that's why I stopped liking The Walking Dead, though, is I don't like anybody. Yeah, I quit that show last season. Mm. They're all assholes. It's the point of watching a show about assholes. We live in a world of assholes. It's fine. Don't need to watch TV about it. Well, Naki, what have you been getting into besides living in a world <laughs> full of assholes? <laughs> and not watching The Walking Dead. Uh, didn't mean to override you. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're good. It was well, a good segue, I thought. Yeah. Uh, I saw Black Panther. I did that. Good job, me. Yes! Um, I'm almost finished with Boys Over Flowers, which is a Korean drama. I know zero of you care. Um, but in any case, it's been super emotional, and I kind of cried a little bit last night. Um, other than that, uh, shit, what else have I been doing? Uh, taxes, like an adult. Uh, studying Korean, like an adult. I already got my tax money back and spent it. I don't know what you're taking so long with. <laughs> it's different this year. Uh. Uh, the... Um, Shit, I had something. Oh, I started reading Felicia Day's autobiography because it was for free. We have a book swap at work. Um, so I picked it up through the book swap. Is that and, the what? Uh, you're, you're never weird on the internet or what's it called? Yeah. Yeah. You're never weird on the internet. Almost. Almost. Okay. Um, so I'm reading that right now. It's pretty interesting. Um, I don't really know much about Felicia Day. I know a lot of people like her. Uh, so I, was, I picked that up just to read. Um, I also am reading... Hang on. Audiobook style, I'm listening to... Let me make sure I have the name right. Uh, the Fire Next Time by James Baldwin. Uh, it's pretty interesting. Uh, and it's read by Jesse L. Martin. So I'm really enjoying that book. Um, I also have on standby The Dispatcher by John Scalzi. Uh, Scalzi? Did I say that right? Um, that's read by Zachary Quinto. Um, oh, wow. You got Ed Green and Spock reading your books, huh? Yep. Yep, yep, yep. So... Uh, those are the books that are on standby for me and uh, or that I'm listening to. And then the Felicia Day book I'm physically reading. Um, I've been knitting a whole bunch and shit. What else have I done this week? I feel like I've just been like cooking and being an adult this week. It's super un- uninteresting. Uh, but if you ever have book reviews that you want or if you ever need books or if you want to send me books that you think I should listen to, uh, feel free because I listen to a lot of books. Oh, I know what I did. I finished the Bright Sessions. There we go. Uh, which is a story-based podcast uh, that you can find on Spotify. It is about, I think I talked about it a little bit before, but it's about um, basically teenage X-Men, like coming to terms with their powers, learning how to use it and that sort of thing. Um, but then they it gets into like this heist thing. It's pretty interesting. Um, there is one season left of it and it starts up again in April. So you've got enough. To, I think it's like 18 hours to total to listen to the whole thing. Um and Alice Isn't Dead comes back in the summer as well. Those are my two big story-based podcasts that I've been listening to. So there you go. That's it. I'm done for reals. Cool stuff. Anthony, why don't you wrap us up and letting us know what you've been getting into? All right. I got all caught up with all the superhero shows again. Legends, Flash, Arrow, which I still enjoy because I like that they're all awful. <laughs> um, uh, what was it? Oh, and I, I finally went back and I watched um, I watched the first half of last season of iZombie. And then fell off on it a little bit, and so I got caught up on Hulu and then um, or Netflix, wherever it is. And then I watched the first the season premiere of this year, which that show's awesome. Uh, spoilers if you're not watching it, they've gone past D Day, which uh, the zombies were preparing for Discovery Day, 
when the world would find out that zombies exist and are a thing in that world. And so now in, um, I think it's season four is the new season that just started. Uh, the episode from last week, the world has found out about it. And so now Seattle is new Seattle and it is a walled in section of humans living with zombies. And so now the show is dealing with this new society, which is kind of cool because the reason they had to wall them in and have some humans in there was so that none of the governments had the ability to just nuclear strike Seattle and get rid of them all. Because now if they do it, they'd be killing innocent people as well. Because, of course, they don't consider zombies innocent people. Uh, that show is so much fun, and I've enjoyed it from the beginning. But some of the stuff they've dealt with with characters going back and forth, becoming zombies and humans, because at a point in the storyline, there's a cure. Um, just the the way they deal with that and the relationships involved is really good writing. Um, it's, it's actually it's a lot better than almost all the other CW shows when it comes to the character development that's happened, which is ridiculous because it's a joke called I Zombie. But yeah, it's a super fun one. And then um, I've got the Copics done, except for maybe one or two passes on the second to last sketch cover. I found out that fur is even worse than hair as I'm Copic coloring my very first Ewok. And Ewoks suck. <laughs> Drawing fur is a bitch. But I think I almost got it done, so hopefully that'll be done today. I've got the first uh, two layers of Copics done on the Darth Malgus, which is the last cover. So those two are in the final stages. So hopefully within the week, I'll finally be done with all these goddamn sketch covers and my Kickstarter will finally be finished that I, I started in June of last year. I will be delivering the last two and finally be done. And then, uh, yeah, I got uh, I spent a little bit of my tax money. The The Invincible hardcovers are thirty nine ninety nine. You can usually get them on sale on Amazon for 25 to 30 bucks. But I always try to remember to check Ryan Outley's site first. So I got volume 10 off of his site um he had it on sale for 30 dollars. and the best thing about it is if you get it from his site the guy who fills out the orders for ryan who you know runs a little shop with all of his stuff in it they always throw in extras so i got this with a signed copy of death grub which was ryan otley's um 24-hour comic which i think i now have three or four copies of as well as a signed copy of issue 143 so they just tossed in the second to last issue of Invincible signed by Ryan just as a freebie to go with the order. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, so it's great. If you can, like, I'll, I've always told people, if you can order directly from the artist websites, always check those first. Um, Superior Foes of Spider-Man, the one I was talking about with uh, Steve Lieber and uh, Nick Spencer, I ordered the Omnibus hardcover of that from Nick Spencer's website. And for cover price, he did a sketch of Boomerang inside the hardcover and signed it. Nice. And, you know, that's just ordering off of his, uh, I think he runs an Etsy shop. So, yeah, I mean, if, if there's a, a hardcover or something like that that you're looking for, always check and see if the artists themselves have it online. Because, for one, you're probably not going to pay much more than Amazon. But even if you do, you're paying that money to the artist, the actual person that made the product, and you're not paying it to a corporation. So everybody wins in that case. I mean, you know, Amazon sales are hard to beat sometimes. I think on my Invincible hardcovers, I bought them half and half. I bought about half of them from Ryan and half from Amazon because he doesn't have all of the volumes available on his website, which I don't know why he doesn't, but maybe he's you know, only got so much stock of him of his own that. And yeah, you know, I think most artists, um, they usually, the way I've understood it from the companies is that they usually have to buy the artists have to buy them up front and they just buy them for cost and then they can resell them for cover price. So, you know, when they do stuff on sale, they're still getting the money, but it's all money they're having to get back because they have to buy the product up front. Cause I don't, cause I don't think, you know, like image and Marvel and them, they give artists comps, 
but they don't, you know, they don't give them a load of a hundred copies of a hardcover they worked on just because they worked on it. They have the artists have to buy those. And then there was something else, but I can't remember. Yeah, I'm just excited for Invisible. Ryan Ollie's drawn Spider Man. Yay! Yay! Oh, the Fantasy Comic League. That's what it was. Um, nobody in the Danger Room having Spider Man, Peter Parker, who's usually the number one draft pick, has helped at all. Um, because in January, I took first place. And then in February, I took first place. So the Rogue and Kitty combo kept me in first in January. And so those two characters were snagged during the February draft. And then I was lucky enough. I picked up Black Panther, who shockingly had a huge month in February when his movie came out. He was Surprise. in a bunch of bucket. Yeah, he was in a bunch of bucket comics. So, yeah, I went from first to first, which usually does not happen in the Fantasy Comic League. Because like Chris said, when you get first place, when we redraft, you draft last and you lose your entire team. So, you know, it's it's a hard position to come back from. So usually you'll go, like, you'll see people go first, last, first, last. Like, you'll bounce back and forth. And, yeah, so this is the first time I've ever gone first to first, which feels very strange. And now they're uh, my, uh, my cohorts in the danger room are making sure they snag my characters. I already lost Thor, which I was really hoping to hold on to her going into the last two issues of Thor dying with a uh, 415 and 416 coming out or the end of the, the mighty Thor Jane Foster story. So, yeah, so she's going to be a big character for Marvel in the next couple months. But we also, yeah, we got the Infinity uh, Infinity Countdown, I think is what they're calling it. Or right now, Wolverine's back, and he has an Infinity Gem, and some other random characters have Infinity Gems. So it's, it's going to be a weird story, but it's going to be strange to see who does what, and Adam Warlock's coming back. So it should be it should make for some interesting comics to see uh, them trying to gather up the gems again in the Marvel Universe. And like I said, yeah, explain why the colors change, because, God, that bugs me. I don't know why, but it bugs the hell out of me. I own 18 comics from the 90s where they're all different colors. Why did the colors change? Yeah, we got to finish our draft. We're almost done with the first round. I think they're actually waiting on me now. Our first four picks have been done, so I have to make my two picks and hopefully get the draft done sometime today. We had a car- we had a player at a con yesterday, so that slowed us down. He didn't make his first pick till like 9 o'clock last night. Yeah, it makes it tough. Yeah, life gets in the way sometimes. But yeah, that's what I've been getting into. I'll be back to the draft as soon as we're done here. All right, then. Well, guys, I think that is going to wrap us up for this week, unless anyone has any final thoughts for us. Mm. Wakanda forever. Wakanda forever. So, guys, don't forget, we stream live every Sunday at 11 a.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Central, over on Geeks.Live. That is the streaming home of the Gunna Geek Network. If you head on over there today, I believe at 1 p.m. Eastern, Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D. will be on 5 p.m. Eastern, or 6 p.m. Eastern. I can't remember. Check the calendar at the bottom of the screen. It tells you when all of the shows air <laughs> on Geeks.Live. We've got live content on there, I think, six days a week at this point in time. So you can always find some good geeky programming there to watch for yourselves. But I think that is going to wrap things up. Don't worry. We'll be back next week with another show of hilarious hijinks and shenanigans. Does that work? Yes. Shenanigans. Yeah. Shenanigans. But until then, bye, guys. Bye! Thanks for listening to this brand new episode of the All Things Good and Nerdy podcast. Don't forget, we'll be back next Sunday live at 11 a.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Central, over at live.atgnpodcast.com, channel 3 of the Alpha Geek radio app, and over at our network home at gunnageek.com slash live. If you have any feedback for the show, please contact us atgnpodcast at gunnageek.com on our hotline number at 304-806-ATGN or even better, go to Twitter and send us a message at atgnpodcast. The music you've heard in this show is produced by Kevin McLeod and can be found at incompetech.com. 